0: Welcome to Startup to Last, a podcast about building profitable software businesses that are meant to last. Hi,
1: I'm Tyler. I run a bootstrapped SaaS company called Less Annoying CRM. And hi, I'm Rick. I'm the founder of Leg Up Ventures, which owns and operates software companies that empower underdogs.
0: All right. uh, So this week, since it's the last week of the year, we are about to welcome in 2020. We are going to do something a little different from normal. And instead of doing uh, kind of updates on our business and a deep dive topic... We are just going to kind of go over, you know, look back at twenty nineteen, talk about the year, and then also look forward to twenty twenty, set some goals and stuff like that. Uh yeah, Sound good, Rick?
1: I'm not sure how I feel about it, but we'll we'll know afterwards. We'll see. Well, every yeah.
0: other podcast does this, so we have to. Right? Yeah, we have yeah, exactly. And I would <laughs> say
1: that um the one even if this um, doesn't end up being good for listeners, it was really helpful to me to think to be forced to think through this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I, I'm a little worried that two weeks from now, all my goals will have changed, but um, whatever, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So let's dive in. What we're going to start with is kind of talking about the last year. Um. And mostly, we're going to be talking about business stuff here. But since it is the holiday season, nice time to reflect, let's give a personal update first. What's, what's something that happened in your personal life in 2019 that you think is noteworthy? Uh, you want me to go? Yeah, go for
1: it. All right. So... I was. This was a tough one for me because a lot changed in the last year uh, for me personally. But I would say that the most important thing that happened to me was being able to take seven to eight months off uh, work as a sabbatical and really think about two things. Uh, One, who I want to be as a person, which I I think a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do for as much time as I had to do it in their Mm -hmm. 30s. I found that very valuable. And then the second thing it, um, I had just gotten married and it, it allowed me that sabbatical allowed me to really think about what I wanted for my marriage and also my next step to be for, um, for work, uh, professionally. So it allowed me to go through a lot of decision-making frameworks and feel very confident about getting to the point of starting leg up ventures. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. I, I do feel like if people reflect on that, it's normally like you graduate from college, you go backpacking across whatever continent for three months, think about what you want, and then you're kind of on autopilot, like, you know, job, like house, wife, kids, whatever the order is, and then you never really think about it again. So I you certainly seem a lot calmer than you did a year ago.
1: Yeah, thank you. I, I probably needed a uh, a sabbatical a few years before, Uh, (laughs) but uh, I highly recommend it. If anyone's thinking about taking some time off uh, in 2020, uh, there's never a good time, uh, but you won't regret it. It's a good point. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, For me, I'm, I don't, I don't have anything nearly as exciting as yours. Uh, I didn't take a seven month sabbatical, but I'm going to give, this is kind of minor, but like uh, I have, um, I lost about 20 pounds last year. Um, but then I like went, no, I lost about 30 pounds last year and then I went too low and like, couldn't s- maintain it. And now I'm 20 pounds below my peak. Anyway, I have, uh, hit a steady state weight, which isn't important in the sense I've never really struggled with weight. It's not a big deal. But one thing that a surprising side effect of it that I like, um, we're both in our mid thirties now. I'm 34. Are you 35? You're uh 35. You're, yeah. you're an older person from our school year. <laughs> Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm 34 and like every year I felt like, like my body was getting worse. And, uh, for two years now I'm kind of like steady and I'm like, don't, I don't feel as old anymore. Not that I'm not, I obviously am, but I feel like there's not this obvious sign of decline,
1: which is, uh, a nice feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Um, <laughs> do you, um, I, I, that's really good. It's hard. I don't think many people feel that way that they're not getting older. Well, I just I think that getting to a steady weight where you feel like you have a sustainable body type and physical fitness maybe is the right word or physique. Mm-hmm. I think that is on a wish list. That'll be a lot of uh, on a lot of people's wish list for uh, 2020. Yeah, everyone hates how I did it, which is I just don't eat lunch anymore. But <laughs> really,
0: everyone at work is like thinks i I have a soil a Soylent bridge, which is two hundred calories for lunch every day, and then I just gorge at dinner. It's totally unhealthy, but <laughs>
1: so you, <laughs> it you works basically for me. try not to eat much during the day and just have an awesome dinner. Yeah,
0: because if I'm sitting in front of good food, I can't help myself. But I have I I I enjoy work enough that I'm not like I'm like well I can work through lunch and not spend that hour eating. Great. I'm happy to. So, it. yeah. Um, cool. So uh, since this is uh, the end of a decade, even though this is our first year ever doing, th- this is the first year of the podcast, I don't think maybe this will be an every year thing, but um, I thought it'd be fun to talk about 10 years ago. Like it's, we're about to enter 2020. What were things like in 2010? Um, so I'll, I'll start here, which is just to kind of talk about the the progress of a decade a little bit. Um, in 20. Two thousand nine, the very end of two thousand nine, I was like days away from launching less annoying CRM, which I think is cool. Like we we called January first our official launch date. It actually happened in mid December, um, but no, we had no way of getting onto our site, so like no one actually signed up or anything. Uh, but so it's kind of weird to think like ten years ago, I was, I I just moved to San Francisco from Park City, Utah. I had I didn't even have a permanent home there yet. Uh, had this new thing, this new business that at the time was called Less Annoying Software, and yeah, basically just trying to get it launched. And so to to think, like in a sense, ten years is a long time, but in a sense, it's not. Like the amount that has changed since then, you know, moved to St. Louis, you know, the the business is not just this little will it work thing. We've got uh, now eighteen employees and an office and stuff. So. uh yeah, I, I won't go into too much more detail because that's what we talk about every week. But it's cool to think back uh, about how much can happen in ten years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I we were both in Park City living together uh, in two thousand nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I left in the fall of two thousand nine. Yeah, well, you, you, yeah, you literally quit and <laughs> left me, uh, and it's like when, I remember calling my parents and going, "Man, I don't know what I'm gonna do next." But I think that that you, know, you deciding to leave for you as a big, uh, you know, leap in your career that got you to where you are now and you leaving forced me to really take on a lot more control and responsibility at Zane Benefits. So it also sort of projected me to the CEO, like really becoming the the leader of the company Mm -hmm. um, and having to take a lot more responsibility for the product and the overall direction of the business. So I, you know, we were both in the same place in 2009, and then, you know, from there on, it, the last decade has, you know, led us down some, you know, different path. But we're kind of back. I'm, I'm happy to be kind of back where you started in 2010, uh, <laughs> because I know I want to be mm-hmm. where you are in 10 years. <laughs> uh, I, I think you'll be
0: able to surpass that goal. But uh, we'll, we'll journey. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll document that journey on this podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I.
1: The other thing that I remember from 2009 was healthcare was a huge topic. And mm-hmm. this was right when the uh, Affordable Care Act was about to be passed in March, 2010. And I just remember like that was so exciting for Zane Benefits because we had you know been successfully bootstrapping Zane Benefits for a couple of years. And we thought that the Affordable Care Act was just going to be this Fuel to the fire of Zane benefits that was going to make us all rich and uh, grow like crazy, attract mm-hmm. venture capital, and of course, uh, the exact opposite ended up happening in terms of um, affordable care it became like the enemy. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it was—I remember it being a really exciting time, and like I was so involved, in, it was the first time I was involved in politics and you know, you know, understanding legislature, you know, new legislature, and um, it was really cool. Have you ever had? Like there
0: have been countless times over the last 10 years with my business where I've thought this thing's going to be huge. And I, I don't think it's ever been here. I don't think there's ever been a big thing that's ever happened. Have have you had one that did work out where like, you know, overnight, everything just got so much better.
1: They always were unpredictable. Like every time something got so much better overnight, it was like, man, I didn't expect that. And every time yeah. I expected it to, it ended up being a huge letdown and oftentimes the other direction.
0: Yeah. Same. It sucks talking to, or I shouldn't say it sucks, but it's frustrating talking to first time founders because everyone gets the, everyone has this thing they fixate on. And it's like, how do I tell you that that's nonsense without sounding
1: like a jerk? But yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm Um, a, 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 you know, if anything, if there's anything I've learned over the last decade, it's focus on just getting better every day and mm -hmm. not worry about, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just focus on continuous improvement. And yeah and that, and when the luck happens in the bad way you're prepared for it if, if the luck happens in the good way you know you're, you're you'll take advantage of it. Yeah, Scott Galloway says nothing's ever as bad
0: as you think and nothing's ever as good as you think. <laughs> I think that's about right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um cool. So that was the last 10 years. How about how about 2019? Um you want to give maybe a couple minutes just on like what uh, you already said you you took that big sabbatical, but w- what do you feel like has has changed over the last year?
1: Yeah, so wrapped up that sabbatical, um I think You know, one major thing for me was getting to a place of what environment I wanted to create professionally for myself going forward to bring out my best self and, you know, honestly improve myself. So I was coming, I was evaluating a couple of different things. One was going and finding another company that was in a bad situation and and getting a similar turnaround CEO opportunity to the situation I was in at Zane Benefits and PeopleKeep. Uh, the other thing I was considering was joining a later stage company and uh, for, for run by a CEO I respected, and I was talking to some CEOs. And then the other was starting the entrepreneurial journey. And you were one of the proponents of the entrepreneurial journey. But it took me a couple months to like get to the point where it's like, oh, I'm going to start my own company, and I'm going to do that as long as I can afford to do it. And if I can't, I, you know, I I'll just go get a job. And mm-hmm. I think the the phrase that sticks to me from 2019, um you know, was I'm going to cash in my privilege. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so I, I, that was kind of like the theme is I have a lot of privilege, both, you know, that I was born with. And then also that I've produced, you know, kind of just doing what I've been doing for the last 15 years. And what am I going to do with it if i never use it? So, Um, Mm -hmm. that, that, yeah, that was a big, big thing. And then since I founded leg up ventures in May, um, I've launched four ventures. One is group current, um, that, which is community management for member-based groups. The other is ricklinquist.com, which is basically a way to fuel my writing, um, and consulting uh, work, uh, startup to last, which is this podcast, which is awesome. And then uh, leg up health was the most recent venture and probably the last that I'll launch for a while, unless something, you know, massive changes, which is focused on reducing the anxiety of, you know workers, uh, working healthcare consumers that don't have access to job-based insurance.
0: You are not allowed to launch another venture without killing one of the current ones. Yep,
1: I think that's right. (laughs) And Startup to Last is is off off limits. Um, RickLindquist.com is off limits. So yeah, I think I feel really good about where Group Current and up Health are, so we'll see what happens. What about you? Cool. Uh,
0: Yeah, so looking back at where things were a year ago, it's, it's amazing how much happened. And I I hope I always feel that way. Life would be pretty boring if you're like, nothing changed in the last year. But um, a year ago, I was working on a product called Sparse, which was supposed to be Less Knowing Serum's second product. Uh, I talked to you about, I flew out to Utah and got your advice on it and stuff like that. Um, it was a very ambitious project, totally unlike anything else. And around the end of January 2019, we realized, like, I, I actually still think it as a product was a great idea, but we realized it didn't do enough to leverage the customers we already have at less Knowing CRM. And so we, we decided to kill it, which I think was a great decision. I, I feel really, it, it sucks that we spent that I spent so much time on it, but um, I think it was good to kill it when we did. Uh, and then since then we basically decided we've had this redesign for less Knowing CRM that we had been, we, we came up with the design like uh, years ago, and never, it just always was too big to do. And when we killed Sparse, we were like, we can finally do this. So it was a totally new design of the CRM plus our two biggest, most requested features, custom fields and Outlook Co- Calendar Sync, that all launched in the last month or so. Um, so that was basically like the my theme of, of 2019 was uh, the the product moving forward in a way that no single year has ever seen before for less annoying CRM.
1: Yeah. And it feels like a a recent theme has been, you keep gaining momentum. It's not stopping. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, exactly. I, and which brings us to like, the next thing we're going to talk about is like, what's our one big accomplishment. And for me, I think it's, it's not just the features we built uh, last year. It's the fact that I feel like it's a real product team. And I I tweeted this the other day. I realize now that prior to this year, I've never worked on an actual product team before. I've worked with other people, but like, like at Zane Benefits, Ben would be working on his product and I'd be working on mine and Brian would be working on his. But I, I never really, it, it was never like we have this bigger overarching goal and everyone is contributing to it and shipping stuff really fast and building off of each other and feeling what it really feels like to be a part of a functional product team. It's like, a, I can't let this go. Like it's, it's like a a high sort of, and B like, how far can we take this? So I'm really excited about taking that momentum into 2020.
1: I love it. Yeah. I, that's, I totally, I can feel, I'm not surprised you said that because I felt it over the last 20 episodes or so building. I can't, Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be really interesting in 2020. Cool. Um, how about you? What's, what's something you want to kind of pat yourself on the back for in 2019? I don't have a ton like I feel like this year was a lot of uh a lot of figuring out what to do, and not actually doing it um, one one thing that stands out is group currents uh which is the member based uh management company we took on our first client in june may or June two thousand nineteen and the first client was a major turnaround it's a company called panda labs um it had it's a original business model. Um, hadn't worked and had been through another cycle of a business model that wasn't working. And it was a situation in which there was a limited budget and the need for, Hey, we need to get this thing to sustainability and working or shut it down. And so it could have been a first client that resulted in a pretty bad outcome for group current. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it's a risky first client. (laughs) Yeah. um, But we were both passionate about the problem and we felt good about like our ability to solve it. And so we ended up taking it on, and we we converted it to a member based group in July, I believe. Maybe we launched it in June, and but you know, and as of December, we have the holiday party tonight, which is a uh, like everyone's really excited about. We have over 150 members and 10 partners now um, that are have built uh, a new members you know based organization where they pay a monthly fee or annual fee to be a part of the organization, and feels uh, really good because. One, it's enabled David and I to have some cash flow f- through Group Current to think about what we might want to do in addition to this first client in 2020. But it's also solved a problem for us personally, in that you lived in Park City and I lived in Park City, and we experienced how disconnected it can be socially and professionally with all the different types of people who live in Park City. And we've really created a hub or a destination in Park City for people who want to be a part of the Park City entrepreneurial community to meet each other and start talking um, about yeah. the business. And it feels, it feels like a pretty big contribution to park city uh, mm-hmm. that we've made.
0: Awesome. Well, congrats on that. And t- twice now you've made that. So one of the reasons I left saying benefits is it was a sinking ship. And I said, rather than starting with something with negative momentum, why don't I start from zero, which seemed easier twice. Now you've taken things that were not just at zero, they were below zero and turned them around uh which is a pretty cool kind of track record to have
1: yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought about it that way i for some reason i get the most excitement out of really hard problems i don't know exactly like most of the times the really hard problems don't pay very well but like i really like solving the problem um and and so turnarounds are really interesting to me for that reason um so i like i i when I was writing that up to like, Hey, like I almost did a tur- like went and looked for turnarounds. I'm, I'm very interested in doing that sometime in the future is walking mm-hmm. into a, like a larger bad situation and trying to fix it. I really like that for some reason. I can't explain it.
0: Well, that segues perfectly into the next question. Maybe the bad situation you can walk into is less annoying CRM. <laughs> um, so the next question is basically what's something that was kind of disappointing about, uh, 2019 and you know, I think both of us had pretty good years, but obviously not everything goes right. So for for me, it's uh, the reality is sales the second half of the year have been pretty bad. Um, Not so bad that like this will be the most profitable year we've ever had, but it's more because we didn't go overboard on hiring and stuff like that. In terms of actual growth, you hope to accelerate every year, right? You hope that your absolute growth, and by absolute growth, I mean like the number of customers, the total number of customers you net goes up each year, even if the percentage growth goes down. Um, our total number of customers actually went down from 2018 to 2019, which means, of course, our percentage growth went way down. I think we went from 25 to like 15% or something like that. Um, we've seen stuff like this in the past and, you know, we'll see what happens. I haven't like started panicking about it or anything because it might just fix itself. But uh, definitely that's been a letdown this year.
1: That's really cool of you to share. I don't think many entrepreneurs are willing to <laughs> share a stat like that.
0: Um, it helps to not have investors to get mad about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it explains a lot about what we've been talking about too with you know what you know what second products and the multiplier effect. It's like this is mm-hmm. a you're at a point now where it's like what's next for the business you got a good business um, but what's next if you're if you're going to continue to grow? that's really cool. Yeah,
0: no problem. It's hard to make investments if you don't know the answer to that. Like, are we kind of steady state, inching along bit by bit, or are we still trending up? Like, that depends. That that changes a lot of decisions we make about the company.
1: Yeah, um, that's great. Cool. How about you? I don't think this is disappointing at all, by the way. I think this is, uh, I, 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 see, I know you see it as disappointing, but. It's less, almost like you're at a deflection point in the business more than anything else, and I think this this inflection point is going to force some interesting behavioral changes for the organization. Here's, mm-hmm. You know, uh,
0: you may be right. I think the, it's going to be the meantime this happened in the past. The immediately the next year, what happened is like a couple key employees left. We were like, oh my god, this is is this the end? And then. January came and like it took off. So <laughs> I'm not saying that'll happen again, but you know my fingers are crossed. Yeah, something <laughs> something will happen that's good. Yeah, because you
1: guys are going to get focused. You're going to focus on something different, and, and it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, I think this I have more of like a personal thing to share than maybe a work thing. It was my first year of marriage with Sable, and I think when I was going through, I went through like the getting fired. We got married a week later. Um, and then I started doing the sabbatical thing. And then I decided I was going to be an entrepreneur, which starts out at zero cash flow, you know. And so it's—I think that I um, Sable's been incredibly supportive and patient with me. But I think I could—I I think if I could go back in time and redo it, I would have been a much better, more thoughtful communicator of what's going on with me, um, and then also uh, be more thoughtful about, especially early on in leg up ventures before cash flow is coming in. I was like, come up with ideas, changing the ideas left and right. Like the four (laughs) ventures I got going on right now are one of like three hundred maybe that I've contemplated. And um, I think the way that I approached talking to Sable about that and then not being patient with her following along was not awesome of me. And I I definitely improved and leg up's matured a little bit, um, even a short amount of time. So, but like I think most people, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially first time people who've done entrepreneurship like me, who get married. They think that their spouse thinks like them and it knows how to like, knows that, like, ent- like if you're not changing, change is this constant. With uh, if you're mm-hmm. a successful entrepreneur, you like change is progress, change is learning. That's not true necessarily. Uh, you know, that's new to someone who hasn't been around the entrepreneurial process a lot in their career. So I think that's been an adjustment for Sable, and I think I could have handled that adjustment better for her. Hmm.
0: There's some interesting parallels there. We've talked before about how you you kind of have to manage emotions in the same way with employees, where uh, maybe the first couple employees at a startup are also very entrepreneurial, but the bigger the company gets, employee number 15 is not on board for the type of rapid change that you as a founder are. It sounds like maybe kind of some similarities Totally. And
1: yeah, rapid change. I think yeah, rapid change at work is one thing, but rapid change at home... Like, just imagine that, like if you're, if it's, it's like times 10, the work thing. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think I've gotten better at it, but I'm definitely something I'm disappointed in myself for being less patient with her on.
0: All right. Another thing most people wouldn't share. So kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've kind of talked about, um, 2019 let's, let's move on to 2020. Uh, this is kind of the more optimistic part, uh, once again, let's start with a personal thing. Um, do you have a goal for for 2020? Like a, a personal improvement, relationship, anything like that? So
1: yeah, uh this one's pretty obvious. It's a personal goal. I really want to be in a place by the end of this year where and maybe it'll happen sooner, but that Sable and I feel comfortable, like we can start having kids. And I uh that's financial comfort more than anything. I think um I think it's Way more complex than that, I think financially we feel fine having kids. I think there's more of like a question of what does this mean for us as individuals? What does it mean for our marriage, and are we ready for this and that's a hmm. i won't go into more detail for you know I think this is something I need to be private about, but like there's lots of questions underneath am I ready? Are we ready that uh financial's one component, but I would say it's not the major like issue for us okay cool yeah. well i've got an even bigger commitment coming up
0: which is we're probably going to get a dog soon dude you're getting married in may yeah i thought about giving that as my answer but i've been we've been dating for eight years nothing's going to change it's going to be a big party and then life is if usual. You, but we're getting a dog if you want to that's a big responsibility well, if you
1: want to see a hilarious approach to a wedding invite and wedding website check out tk and com. did i get that right yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling people that
0: everyone's going to go RSVP for my yeah, wedding. <laughs> T-
1: T- TK and coops. It is hilarious. And, uh, he's he, are you mad at me for saying that. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's the funniest website invite I've ever gotten. Um, <laughs> I sometimes pull it up just to laugh, but, uh, so you're getting a dog. Yeah, that's the plan. What kind of dog, which is
0: probably a basset hound. Oh, That's cool. We need a really la- We have a very lazy lifestyle, so we need, uh, the laziest dog possible. Um, But in, in, I obviously I'm joking to say that's a bigger deal than having a kid, but it's kind of the same. It's like, oh, we're going to have to take it on walks and we can't just go on vacation whenever we want. Yeah. These are all the
1: questions that I was talking about. Like it's, it's the, all the selfish questions that you have to answer Mm -hmm. about what it means to bring a dependent thing into your world. Yeah. If anyone out there
0: doesn't want that responsibility, I have a pet turtle and it's great because you just plop a head of lettuce in there and leave for 10 days and it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> is it Myrtle? Uh, <laughs> Myrtle the turtle? His name is Menelaus. It's okay. a Greek Greek tortoise, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, um what's next? Cool. So, yeah, moving on, we're going to talk about basically just kind of high-level professional goals. So, we're, we're going to set actual goals in a minute where like numbers and stuff like that, but just w- like what do you want the theme of the year to be? Um so what I'm picking here, we we kind of already started talking about this, but I want to Take the momentum we've had on the product side of the business and basically actually ha- have it start showing results. Not one giant release at the end of the year, but w- the word in my head is rhythm. I want, you know, I don't know if it's every week or every other week. I want like things to be shipping throughout the year, just over and over and over where everyone at the company is like, this is normal. It's, if we go a week without something meaningful shipping, that's a little weird. That's what I'm hoping for. I like it. Um, And then, yeah, sorry, I'm (laughs) reading my notes here. But yeah, like the other other thing I want to avoid here is like, the thing I've done in the past is basically what we talked about in the episode we just recorded, which this one's going to air late December. The one we just recorded is early December. uh, But basically talking about redesigning the marketing site. I want to avoid doing a six-month project when all I want out of it is the first two weeks. I'm just going to pull those two weeks out and do it. Um, and that's, I think
1: how we're going to keep that, that rhythm going. I like that. When, when I saw this question, I wasn't sure how to prepare. So I'm glad you went first. Um, on the fly, I didn't have any, I put like four question marks under this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so like, I, I guess from a thematic standpoint, professionally, um, I really want to learn. So I will talk about this in the books when we talk about what books to read, but I really want to learn the science of. I'm very interested in the um, emotions and how they affect my ability to lead, serve, you know, be a good person. And so I just, I guess I just want to have like this, if I had to pick a word, it'd be like, you know, steady continuous improvement. And I I guess I want it to be the year of calm growth um, Mm. that uh, where, where I've got, I've had a really solid, you mentioned I was calm uh, mm-hmm. today at some point, and I I want that to continue and build um, over the year. I've, I, I want to be calm, collected while growing without losing my shit.
0: I think that's great because I could, you know, if we, if we had like a ghost of Christmas future thing here where they show you the the bad version of your future, you could imagine you had the sabbatical, you went on this little personal journey, and then once you whether it's raise money or have employees or anything like that, it all goes back to how it was again. And, and setting yourself up and being really deliberate about making sure that doesn't happen, I think is a very worthwhile thing to do. Yep. Yep. Cool. So how about the flip side? So that's what you want to have happen. What, what are you most worried about? Like what's keeping you up at night?
1: Um, Well, on a previous, this is very clear to me. It's number one. Um, So I have some pretty we talked about this in the pre- previous episode. I have some pretty high constraints on my ability to continue with leg up ventures in terms of generating income. Um, I I don't want our household to experience negative cash flow. I I don't want leg up ventures to require funding, which means leg up ventures has to generate cash, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, I've got a plan um, to, to replace my people keep income by going basically fifty k year one, one hundred k year two. 200K year three, and then from there, if if I can continue growth, awesome. But like that gets me to a place where, um, leg like up ventures isn't a question anymore. It's just a what do I want it to be next? So that means that by July uh, 2020, this this coming July, I've got to be able to pay myself 100K. I'm currently paying myself 50K, and then I've got to be at the end of the year on track to up that 100K to 200K and July 21st. And that, I mean, that keeps me up every night. Like, how am I going to generate cash? Um, Yeah. And I worry about it for sure.
0: I don't want to like plant negative thoughts in your head. Do you think about like, what if you
1: don't get there? Yeah. So that gets back into um, that privilege conversation of man, like worst case, I'm going to go get a job and then I'll have another shot at this a little bit later. And maybe I'll, maybe I need to take the approach of rather than doing this full time, I need to go get a job and, you know, or get another CEO job and then work on this with some free time. Yeah. Cool. I don't, I, I um, worry about it only in that it's, it's something that I really like when I've gone out leg up and I really like the idea of doing leg up the way I'm doing it. Um, but because I have so much freedom and I have so much, uh, fr- like it allows me to really focus, but at the end of the day, like what's the alternative? It's what everyone else Is doing Uh, you go get a job Mm -hmm. and you work on on the side until it can support you, and or you do some more consulting and you make it you figure it out.
0: Yeah, you're not really taking a risk here. Like it's hard, it's not going to be easy, but the downside is that you do whatever you would have done if you hadn't tried this in the first place. Yeah, cool. Um, For me, like what I'm kind of most worried about, I I already said it obviously is like that that growth picks up. Um, I love being in a position where we don't need to worry about like the fact that we've had six months of slow growth and not panicked at all because the financials of the business are actually stronger than ever. I feel very lucky to be in that position. Um, I think there's a decent chance that between just a new year, we always have a nice surge in January, February. Between that, we just released some really big things. I've been doing some stuff with referrals. I think there's a decent chance January and February come and just we forget all about The slump, but if we get through probably the end of March and stuff hasn't started showing signs of picking up at that point, I'm going to need to say like, it's not an emergency. It's not like, oh, the company might go out of business, but it's probably a lot of the things that I do that I take for granted now, like, oh, well, we're just going to work on whatever product, whatever feature I want. It's going to have to start being no. We're going to work on the thing that's going to get us customers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: think there's a commonality between our two worries. It's hey, we we really like what we got going on and we don't want to see it have to massively change due to mm-hmm. cash flow. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I'm, I'm hoping is, that that's a non-issue, cash but is yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> it's the uh the the unfortunate part of running a business is it
1: does have to be a business. <laughs> well, um do you I mean, would, do you, have you done the same question to you on that? Have you done the same sort of exercise? Like what would you do if the worst case happened?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, the worst case, there's some worst case that seems implausible, which is like, we literally get no customers at all. And that would be disastrous. But if it's just like a slump, but not like it's worse than what we were hoping, but it's not, you know, the end of the business. Um, I probably spend more time on marketing. Uh, just across the board, whatever that means, demand generation or whatever. Uh, From a product standpoint, most of the features we want to build are... I was having a one-on-one with my brother earlier this week, and he phrased it perfectly, which is there's defense and there's offense. And we're a company that likes to play defense. We like to take what we have and make it stronger and build the foundation. Um, But if you want to go get customers, we should be playing offense, which is building features that maybe aren't quite as core to our feature set, but it's like the stuff a new customer wants versus the stuff a current customer wants. So we probably would go out and A, build appointment scheduling fat like sooner than we otherwise would. I've talked about that before in the podcast that I view that as a good marketing product thing. But B, just across the board, like, well, what do our average account size is two and a half users? What would it take to get it to five? Or, you know, just stuff like that where it, yes, it's product improvements, but it's a little more strategic and not just purely. Like, what do our current customers want the most?
1: Yeah, I doubt it'll come to that.
0: Yeah, I hope not. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's a nice worst case scenario. Like, oh, it, it'll still get better for our current customers, just not as much better. Um. All right, great. So now we're on to the part that we can actually hold ourselves accountable for. So we are each going to set three goals for 2020. And then at the, I don't, maybe we should check up on this, uh, you know, quarterly or, at the halfway point or maybe not till the end of the year, we're going to look back and say, have we actually done these things? Cool. Go ahead. Um, I actually have four. So I, I was going to on the fly, pick which one to use. Okay. Said, My wait, first one's going to be three.
1: And I, I had like yeah. a hard time getting it down to three. No. Yeah. I'm only going to okay. give three. I'm only going right. to give
0: three. I just have to pick which, which three. Uh, okay. My first one's going to seem not, not super work related, but um, I think it is. And that is, um, I said earlier, I, uh, have kind of regulated my weight, but that was almost entirely with diet. Um, I'm not actually exercising much. I, I did prior to, I did, um, uh, and I hiked the Inca trail a couple of years ago and I got like in pretty good shape for that. And then as soon as it was over, I just stopped. Um, so basically my goal is going to be very modest here. I want to exercise modestly, uh, like moderate exercise three times a week. Um, that's up from zero. So the I know you, you work out pretty intensely every day, don't you? I would you? say I've lost intensity
1: recently, but I, I, mm. I, my goal is to work out every day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going for
0: three times a week and I'm not talking about anything crazy, but run a couple miles, something like that. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I just, I just need to figure out how to work it into my routine. That, I, I don't dislike it. It's just, I I, I don't like waking up early and that's normally when I do it. And I'm, that's the easiest time to be like, no, I don't. Like I'm going to stay in bed. So I think what I need to do is just like shift it to nighttime or something have
1: like that. Have you read a, have you heard of a book called Atomic Habits? Mm, I certainly haven't if read you could it. you can find like, you know what I should do is I should just write some notes on that book and send them to you uh, at mm-hmm. ricklingos.com, And I'll, uh, that book has a, some really cool, like they call it habit stacking, but like basically you need to f- form a habit. One of your challenges is, um, you don't have like a set routine every day. You, I mean, you do, but like you, I don't want exactly. So like, but like routine, (laughs) like having routine things happen is what triggers habits. Um, because like you are in a certain situation that causes you to want to do something because you don't think it's the right thing to do. You just feel it's the right thing to do. And that's what you want Mm -hmm. working out to become for you. Um, you want it to be less, you want the, it to be easier to do not and harder not to do. Yeah. Anyway, Atomic Habits. Check it out. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I will. Thanks. Um, I love this goal.
0: And yeah, so that's what. And then the final note on that, just like the part of it is to get in better shape, but I also hopefully I I haven't. uh, I'm not a bad sleeper, but I'm getting worse as I get older. I'm hoping that this helps with sleep. Oh, totally will. So anyway, that's that's my first goal. So three times per week, I'll have a calendar on my wall. I will write it down, so I'll know at any given time, if you want to ask me if I've done it, yes or no, I'll be able to.
1: So leg up health, will have some sort of physical Mm. exercise component. I'll, I'll let you know when that feature rolls out. All right. Nice. Um, cool. What's your first goal? Uh, Well, I'll, I'll stick. Um, I I didn't have these in any particular order, but I'll put it as, uh, I'll just stick on the fitness focus. Mine is, I I have a pretty solid fitness schedule right now. Um, I'm not a good eater. I go through pieces, but I'm like you, like if there's good food in front of me, I eat it fast. Oh, you're,
0: yeah, yeah you're, you eat it a lot faster than I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what well, to your, you know, to your benefit, like benefit, you eat really slowly. Um, yeah, yeah. I can eat like, I think when we eat a burrito, I usually am finishing the second one before you're halfway through the first one. Um, yeah. I think that's so, about right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh I, I want to play more sports weekly. So I've got a solid. Boring workout routine, exercise routine going. Uh, that's close to week daily. Um, I'd love it to get to seven days a week, but um, I feel good about it. I, but I, I'm not doing the things I really enjoy to, doing that are physical. Physical, like uh, I'm not playing basketball every week like I used to. I like to get. I like to play basketball. I like to play soccer. I used to coach wrestling. I don't do that anymore. So like team sports. Yeah, just like I would say sports that like are great exercise, but I don't like it's play. It's not okay. It's not just conditioning, yeah. like running. I want to play more. I want to play more with. Mm-hmm. I don't like want to play more board games. I want to play more athletic games. Um, skiing. I want to mm-hmm. ski more. Do you have a number to put on that? I I put weekly. I want to play more sports weekly, and I right now I'm not playing any sports weekly, so it's um, okay. so like one a week. Yeah, I think one a week is fine, but I just want to like do it more, and I'm not going to worry about. Three or two or one time a week. Okay, well, I'm still gonna shame you if you don't feel like you did it later. Well, I want that. that's why I'm
0: that's why I'm throwing <laughs> it out to the to the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. sounds good. So we've both got a kind of uh, exercise related one. Um, my next one is I want to write code at least once per week. Um, and it's important to me that this is not an average because right now, I'll like go to Utah for 10 days and just spend the entire, I'll, I'll get 90 hours of coding in. And so on average, I code a decent amount, but then I'll go back to St. Louis and I'll be bogged down by other stuff and I'll go weeks without coding. And I just, I feel better and I'm happier and it it just helps me focus on what matters. As soon as you start coding, you realize I, I just spent two hours, shipped something and it like had a meaningful impact on my customers. I could have spent that two hours doing nonsense that wouldn't matter at all. Uh, so I just want to, I think this is what, kind of similar to exercise. I need to mess with my schedule. I don't know if it's like no meeting Monday. I need to do something and just block off and say so at least two to three hours, maybe a, hopefully more like a half to a full day a week. I'm going to code. I'm
1: smiling. I'm is, you're talking about, you need more routines.
0: Uh, well, but okay. In my perfect world, it'd be like, I'll just code whenever. <laughs> I, I do need more routines, but like, that's not the, I wish that weren't true. <laughs> Because I coded a lot when I was younger, when I didn't have a girlfriend, when I didn't have employees that had a certain schedule I needed to follow, I had no problem coding with no routine. Yeah, well, I
1: think now you have you're becoming a an adult with lots of responsibilities. I don't want to Uh, (laughs) dogs, (laughs) spouse, I know uh, employees.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm gonna try to stay as uh, irresponsible and immature as possible, but some routine might creep in. (laughs) So yeah, coding once a week. That's my second one. I love goal. it. I think that's a
1: great one. You're always happier when you're coding. It's um Yeah. I w- I would say it's for me it's like uh, that my version of that's writing. Um but I don't have that as a goal, really I have that as more of a constraint. Um Yeah, you're already doing it. Yeah. That. I just like I have a if I can do that in the morning, I'm and just maintain that, I'm good. Uh so my second one is I'll f- it, it is I want to be ready to start having kids. I don't mm-hmm. know it when I'm ready. And, uh, you know, and, and I would say by being ready, me being ready, it means we're ready. So mm-hmm. our family's ready to start having kids. All right.
0: That'll be a fun one to catch up on. in uh, ne- next, next yep. December. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's exciting. And I should start, <laughs> I should
1: say, start trying to have kids. Um, right. Not, not that you'll have yeah. a
0: kid in December. Yeah. yeah. Cause then you'd, you'd have uh, a little less time to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, awesome. Uh and then for goal number 3 here, um I'm going to have a more marketing-ish one. I've been talking about referrals a lot and stuff lately. Uh haven't really put any numbers on it, so I'm going to do that here. I looked up what we've been averaging in terms of the number of referrals for it hasn't it, it kind of goes up and down, but mostly it's about 20-25 uh, users a month that we can track. We think there's a whole lot more coming in that we can't track. I want to get to 50 Averaging 50 users a month through referrals that we can track by the end of the year. Cool. I hope uh, the theory is by doing that, it will also have like a disproportionate increase in the non-trackable ones. But that's just a guess on my
1: part. Cool. As long as you don't annoy your customers who love you, I think you'll be in good shape.
0: I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to spam them, you know, <laughs> sell their information. To other. When people. they reach out
1: to you with feedback, <laughs> uh, shame them. Yeah.
0: Why haven't you referred anyone yet? Yeah. yeah. That's the less annoying yeah. way. All those
1: things. So uh, yeah, I think that's <laughs> great. You've been talking about that a while. Um, mine is very much focused on what I'm most worried about. So my my professional goal or business goal is get up's monthly distribution revenue to 10K plus recurring. And distribution revenue means revenue produced by the four ventures I mentioned. Um, and I'm already like, I would say I'm halfway there. Uh, and so I just basically need to double my revenue in, uh, 2020.
0: And you're saying halfway there, or I'm sorry, you're saying revenue, not profit. Yes. Revenue. I realize you don't have many expenses at this point.
1: probably. Uh, and I would say and this, and most of the expenses, like for example, group current is a separate entity. Um, distribution revenue for leg up would be profit at group would be owner profit at group. Okay.
0: So each of these four things distribute. Money back. That's why you're saying yep. distribute. Yeah. Okay. So
1: it tends to take into account. Is think of it as like a cash flow, cash based revenue, f- flowing, net of ex- of cash based expenses. Okay,
0: I'm terrible with like finance and accounting and stuff, but that sounds a lot like profit to me.
1: Yeah. Um. I I don't like the word profit because when I say profit, I usually think of profit in gap terms, um, in accrual accounting. So, uh, I. You lost yeah, me. Okay. but Okay. So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Sometimes I'm talking to someone and they they ask me like, yeah, do you do what's the uh, the alternative to accrual? Uh, cash based the other kind? Cash based They're like, which which one of those do you do? And I'm like, I I'm just gonna have to refer you to someone else
1: on that one. <laughs> yeah, you're, no you're no most idea. likely a cash based guy. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So you're gonna you're gonna hit 10k. Something that, to my simplistic mind, is like profit. Yeah, 10 k um, cash flow
1: to leg up, uh, net of um, non corporate expenses. So, for example,
0: which would put you at that hundred hundred k a year goal with no more consulting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: So All I've right. got to you know I'll break this down into quarterly goals or time period goals, first of the year goals, second of the year goals. I don't I don't know exactly how I'm gonna do it, but I'll have something much mm-hmm. more concrete to focus on in the first part of the year than this, but this will drive everything I do.
0: Cool. So, so just to summarize, I'm going to exercise three times a week, write code once per week and double the number of referrals we get. You're going to exercise for fun more, be ready to have children and hit 10 K, uh, MRR. Basically.
1: The only thing i change on that is, I I, it's not exercise more. I want to play, play. I want to play play more more and have, I think if I play more, I'll be healthier. Yeah. Like, do you know cool. you love it when you play like basketball or like water polo or go swimming on a lake? Like that stuff's fun. I did love it back when I did yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> I, the thing
0: I hate is it takes it takes so much time to like get in a position. To, the, the th- one of the main things that keeps me from exercising at all is like the stuff I want to do is a thirty minute one way trip to get there, and you have to like put special clothes on and then shower afterwards and. So I think part of what I have to figure out is like how to do it, how to get exercise without all yeah. that.
1: But yeah. yes, it's fun. Yeah. Or or figure out how to habit stack. So
0: yeah, th- <laughs> I I don't even want that life. Like that's not what I want to spend my time. Netflix has so much content, and you want me to be fucking driving to basketball practice. Well, no. if, you, if
1: you schedule a meeting on the commute, then you know maybe it'll work. Oh, now
0: you're asking me to talk to people on the phone, Rick. You're asking too much here.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, we'll um, hold each
0: other accountable on this. Okay, awesome. I do want to add one other shared goal here. I don't know. I, I have, an in my mind, a number. How many Startup to Last subscribers do you want to have at the end of 2020? Oh, man,
1: interesting. So, like, I I didn't put that as a goal for me. I have, like... So, you remember when we talked about goals and constraints? I, I see Startup mm-hmm. to Last as a constraint, um, and I see Art writing as a constraint. So, uh, two of my constraints that I'll mention are one i want to do this podcast weekly which includes like posting the new episodes and trans and the transcriptions with the takeaways and then i want to continue to send my newsletter out every sunday from ricklinquist.com which would require me to put- produce new content do you want to do mm-hmm. more than that you want to set an actual subscriber goal i mean
0: i think goals matter more to you than me this is just for fun but like just where do you where do you think what what number would you be happy with and what number like would you be like yeah it's Le- le- less than I thought we'd. Uh, this have. is
1: going to sound really bad to listeners, but I really don't care if it grows at all because I get so much personal value <laughs> out of just talking with you. And if if it's fifty subscribers who still appreciate what we're doing, I'm pretty happy. as if if I'm still getting the value out of it that I'm getting, and yeah, I feel like our relationship's grown a ton from spending an mm-hmm. hour together. So I really like. I don't need to set a goal to be happy about startup last, but if you want to, um, I, I'm. I'm going to set a goal: two hundred and fifty subscribers. Yeah, five X from where we are. I don't feel like <laughs> I don't. I don't want to commit to that because if I commit to it, I'll feel like I have to do it.
0: See, this is the problem. Yeah. Is yeah, you're. you're t- I shouldn't say it's a problem. It's probably yeah. good that you do this, but for me, this is just a fun like betting game. I will take like a bet. Like, I don't care I what happens. Let's a goal.
1: Let's take a bet at how many subscribers we get. Okay. Well, I don't like betting against you I mean, on this. Do you want to do over/under? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> one of us is going to like. Why don't it. we um,
1: <laughs> treat ourselves to something?
0: Mm, what okay. do we treat
1: ourselves to when we get to 250 signups or subscribers? Um, when
0: if we if we get to 250 by the end of the year, next time you're in St. Louis, I'll take you to either a Blues or Cardinals game. Next time I'm in Utah, you take me to a Jazz game. I've never been to an NBA game in Deal. my life.
1: So professional sports. Okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. 250 signups, we get cool. something, but we are making no commitment. <laughs> I'm gonna be very clear.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, cool. So we are uh, approaching the end here. Just um, a, a couple quick more topics. So, one is this is really just nonsense for fun. Make a prediction for 2020, uh, not like about your personal goals or anything, but like about the world, about tech, Go whatever.
1: For
0: it. Okay, so mine, this is gonna seem like a bit of a cop out because it's already started happening. I think, you know, I'm a big proponent of bootstrapping. Um, I think that a year from now, uh, starting a, a tech startup, a software business without venture capital is going to be significantly more common and mainstream than it is right now. One thing, the thing that's already started is there's new funding methods like Tiny Seed and Indie, uh, uh, what's it called? Indie VC. That's a, that's a Utah um, one. Yeah, that's a Utah one. Um, so that's already happened. So I'm not really predicting that. But I think in addition to that, I think the the IPO market is going to be terrible in 2020. And I think big late stage VCs like SoftBank are going to start pulling back enough that just all those companies that raised all those series A's and B's are going to have nowhere to go. And then I think we're going to have a next generation of founders that understand the, the consequences of what happens when you start on that VC treadmill. And uh, choose a different route. I don't know how we're going to measure if that happened or not, but that's my prediction. So
1: more more indie hackers or indie independent startups. Yes. and And just that it's more like in the
0: zeitgeist, it's more mainstream. I feel like right now, even with all the progress that's been made, it's still assumed if you're starting a software company... It, it would be weird to not. Yeah. So like if, if,
1: if it's not weird, if people don't look at you weird, when you say there's other ways to grow a business, the VC, I'm not, mm-hmm. when people yeah. don't look at you weird, <laughs> when you say, I don't want to raise VC. Yep. Right.
0: It might not happen in a year, but I think a lot of progress will be
1: made. Cool. Yeah. Mine. Um. I've got two, but I, I'm going to pick one. Um, I predict that there will be an all in one, no code leader emer- emerging in 2020 mm. for the full like SaaS crud app. Um, Right now, so like marketing site. Yeah, so like, I think that there are pieces, like, you can bundle things to make something work. But I think someone, some company is going to come out of nowhere, or maybe they're already out there and have the full package to where you don't have to like, hack things together with Zapier, but you truly as a non coder could build a a pretty like, legitimate uh, SaaS MVP.
0: Do you think it's more likely to be one of the current players that like add
1: some functionality or someone totally new? I want it to be Webflow, Okay. Cause they just raised a ton mm. of money, but I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not hopeful. There's a company in St. Louis called Adalo or something like that. Um, I think, you know, the guy who, one of the founders there, they've got something, but it's just not quite there yet. So it's, um, I th- it could be, I. I don't know. I'm not going to try to predict that. I just know, I just, I think something is going to happen where like I can, I'm going to be like, like, I I just went through a couple months ago. Like I need a no code solution. I, I did not find one that checked all the boxes, but I I really do think, I think it's going to happen in 2020.
0: Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Webflow would be nice. It's just weird to me how they, they're so focused on a content site and not an app. I, I wonder if that's the right foundation to build what you're talking about on. I feel like it might be easier to go the other I way. I
1: really appreciate their direction versus the others because they focused on like look and feel are, is one of the hardest things to build as an coder. like really good look and feel. And they, they have that mm-hmm. like mastered with templates. They have the backend built with co- what, what they call collections, but they don't have this idea of user authorization and uh, protected pages. And what I would call more sophisticated logic. Um, if they, and that stuff like other people have. So, um, yeah, I, you know, and, but the other people don't have the front end design.
0: I'm just saying if I could run one of those, if I could have a company that could do one, but not the other, and then I had to build the other, I'd rather start with the back end and have to tack on some kind of CMS or whatever on the front end. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That is interesting
1: that you would take that approach, but yeah, so it could be anyone. Hmm. Cool.
0: Okay. And then final question here. You're uh, a much more prolific reader than I am, but uh, one or two or a few books that you are, are hoping to read Yeah, in too many
1: to mention. So uh, one, I, I'll talk more about themes and give some examples of the types of books I'm going to be reading. So like one, I'm going to read a lot about emotions uh, as part of my writing at Um, A couple just to give you an idea of like Heaven and Hell, The Psychology of Emotions, uh, Brain and Behavior and Introduction to Behavioral Neuroscience, those are a couple that are on my list. These are more like pretty deep uh, textbook type readings. Um, but then I'll read some others, like um, you know, you know, the laws of human nature and Thinking Fast and Slow. They're more, um, you know, nonfiction or nonfiction writers trying to um, bring the best like, kind of like translate psychology research.
0: It's kind of like thought leader pop science type stuff.
1: Yeah, but. Yeah, pop. I would say pop. Pop science is a good a good description. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to read a lot about teaming and leadership. And uh, I have to read a lot because it requ- it's required for what I want to do with com. So um, if I want to send a newsletter out with new book notes every week, I got to read at least a book a week. So yeah. Yeah. What about wild. you? <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. So, mo- unlike you, most of my content I consume is podcasts or blogs or something. So I don't read a ton of books, but two that are on my list right now. Um, one is the Unicorn Project by Gene Kim. Um, it's the I don't want to say sequel, but it's like mint it's it's similar to the Phoenix Project. Have you read that one? It's it's. I feel silly. I loved the Phoenix Project. I feel silly because it's such a lame premise. It's a business novel, so it's like a fictional story about characters in this like automotive business and it's meant to kind of be like an allegory type of thing where you you read it and learn all these lessons through these fictional characters' experience it sounds like totally lame but i learned so much from the phoenix project the unicorn project's kind of a follow up like there's more stuff to learn and it's in the same company and some of the characters are the same so i'm looking forward to that one um, and then the other one is obviously awesome by April Dunford, which every all the other podcasts like this one, they all know each other. Uh, we, we don't know any of them, but they all talk about this book all the time. It's a product positioning book. Um, it's I, I like is it. really short. I love short books because uh, it every business book is just like 300 pages and you get the idea just from reading like the back cover you really don't need the rest of it. Um, so this one's going to be short and sweet. And so I'm I'm looking forward. Yeah, to like
1: it. I love the 100 to 120 page books that are just full of mm-hmm. like, hey, here's the framework, and here are like here are like some examples of how to apply the framework. The end. And if you want more, visit my website.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it's just. Have you? I guess you've published a book, so maybe you know this. But I've heard people saying uh, publishers require a certain length. No comment. Okay, Um, but yes, I I guess you basically have to self-publish if you want to make a short book. Uh, Cool. Well, we made it. We made it through all the questions, just under an hour. Hooray! (laughs) Hooray! I probably should sign us off, huh? Yeah, uh, or I I can. Uh, Well, but before we do that, though, yeah, this is the end of the first year of uh, this podcast. We we didn't start in January, but it's the first calendar year. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this with me. Anyone listening, thanks for, you know, I, I don't know why you're listening. I, I think it probably shows a poor judgment on your part, but keep it up. We're glad to have you here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Happy I, would, holidays. I would echo
1: those. And it, I'm, I'm, I think we're both very interested in meeting people who are bootstrapping their companies or trying hard to maintain control of your companies as you grow it. Even if you do have take funding um, or even if you're have the itch, but haven't quite taken the leap into starting something. We'd love to, you know, build relationships with you, talk to you. We've had some, we've started to have more comments on the blog, on the uh, transcripts and show notes um, posts, but yeah, I guess in 2020, if I could ask for anything, it'd be like, let's, let's talk more uh, if you're listening regularly and, um, and learn more about each other.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I'll see you next week. Cool. All right. See ya. Bye everybody.